Hey guys, welcome back to Down at the Docks. A special guest today, Alex Fletcher. Thank you. Hey, how are you doing? The show, man. Thank you for having me. I'm good. So, Alex is a, a local artist from over the water. Are you, yeah, yeah. Are you, was you actually born over there? Or are you? Yeah, I was born over there on the world. So, yeah, um, yeah, lived there all my life basically and just grew up there. So, awesome. So, Alex is my studio neighbor in Make Hamilton Square. Yeah. I was aware of your work before I moved yeah, in over there. You stalked well. me a little bit beforehand, didn't you? And then yeah. I was like, meet you there. It's like, I'm your new neighbor. And I was like, nice to meet you. Kurt in Twitch. And yeah, yeah. Kurt in Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, tell us about your work. We've got a piece here that we'll show you later on. We'll keep this. But tell us about how you go into your artwork. Uh, you've got a very Renaissance style as well, I've noticed. Quite traditional, so yeah. Yeah, I, think I love sort of traditional painting and the sort of traditions that oil paint sort of come up with as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always fixated with that, even when I did my masters, um, and almost mixing like sort of new materials with old elements as well. So pretty much got into painting like from a, a young age. I think it's sort of 17, 16, 17 was where I sort of thought, you know what, I can actually. I'm alright at this, I probably might maybe try and go for it. Got something going on. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So then sort of went through to college, went through to university, done the masters and stuff and it's got me to where I do now. So That's yeah. insane having a masters. So what would the subject be for the masters? So the subject it was um so it was like it was master of letters and fine art practice. Okay. So it was like split like a workshop in a way. So you had different pathways. So you had painting pathways, sculpture. Um, photography mm -hmm. and it's so I obviously would love painting beforehand just went straight down the painting route but it was good it just sort of took you off on different tangents though like you were doing I'd be doing painting started off that way and you'd sort of flow into sculpture and think of other sort of materials as well and other mediums that's brilliant so um, so how come you you took, took the oil paint route is it is yeah it? yeah I thought the oil painting route just because it's like the most manipulative like of the I was gonna say the three mediums it's probably a lot more you got like watercolors uh, acrylics mm. I could I couldn't really do them like the mm. only one that sort of made sense to me was the oil, like working with oils mm. just because you can apply different mediums and sort of manipulate the paints you can add thinners and um, you can like add thicker like thicken the paint out quite a lot with impasto yeah. I just stuck to it and just yeah just you've got you've got like a, an element of uh Keeping it wet for a while, and reactivation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so one of my main processes, it's almost like, it's not like Karate Kid style, but it's like, not wax on, wax off, but I'd lay like a bit of the painting down first and then get a dry brush and just take it all off. Okay. Um, I kind of took that element from like Gerhard Richter. Mm. Sort of his paintings were very done very fast and then he just pretty much pulled, it was almost like a squeegee, so okay. squeegee straight across it. Okay. And it would just leave this almost blurred line. So I almost like, picked up on that and then we we'll just keep yeah. building on Blair again, build it up again. I, I've, I've noticed that in some of your recent pieces because uh, you show your development on Instagram quite often, don't you start to finish? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, maybe not finished, nothing's totally finished. Nothing's really. never finished, it's terrible. Like, people come up to me when I'm doing the market stores and stuff and it's like, oh, how long did that take you? Or like, <laughs> where is this finished? I'm like, no, no, it's not really, not really finished no. just yet. Because there'll all, always be something in there that, for example, you might see as finished, but for me, I'm like, oh, that, mm. that just needs a little bit of to it, like more work to it, basically. Definitely. Um, so I do a bit of oil paints. I wouldn't say I'm any good at it. 
I'm more of a digital artist myself. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I guess from <laughs> looking at the oil paints in the shop, they're so expensive. Some of these. Yeah, they really are. Do you got like the top quality ones? Yeah, I'm a bit of a yeah. snob in a way, so yeah, I always yeah, go yeah. top quality. So I always go like Pip Seymour or um, is it Michael? I can't remember the second name, might be Harden, can't remember. Oh, but yeah, yeah, always go for the higher quality, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. tell the difference when you do a comparison though? Or? Yeah, I think yeah. so, you can get the graduate paints. Um, <coughs> I don't know, when I was doing my undergraduate, I mm. always used to just paint with the graduate stuff, because mm. they're the cheapest ones at the time. Mm. I remember I had an amazing tutor at the time, and she was like, um, my dissertation tutor actually, <coughs> who was coincidentally from the Wirral as well. And she just said, get these oil paints and you'll just see a complete difference. And you can, to be fair, the yeah. way the sort of the, the tones come out and the sort of the gradients that come out in them. Pigments. Yeah, yeah the yeah. pigments as well. Because the way they're sourced is just incredible as well. I've, I've seen some of those rare colours. Have you seen those? Seen that one which is like the, the blackest black at the moment? Yeah, yeah. It just captures all light. It's mental, stuff. isn't it? Yeah. He, he copyrighted it, didn't he? I can't remember the artist's name, but. There was a, um, another artist who did the pinkest pink. So yeah. he then allowed everyone in the world to use this pink, apart from the one person who made the blackest black. Which was like cool. Didn't he, didn't he, in his terms and conditions, didn't he like ban him outright or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Just yeah. So that this is this is a product for everyone except for this, this except customer. For this individual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice because he's kind of banned that sort of, that black and that material for everyone else. So. Yeah. And there's like a lot of chrome stuff now as well, isn't there? Which makes almost something like a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably one of my things with my artwork as well. I try never to use black straight from a tube. So I'll always try and mix the pigments together. So mm. I'll always use, mm. always use like yellow, blue and red. Mm. Use like your primary colors just to make it, they're called like chromatic grays. So they'll make these grays where you can just sort of manipulate <coughs> them. You can turn mm -hmm. them sort of, if you were to add a little bit more of the red pigments, it would come out slightly more red or blue, for example. Mm. So yeah, it's, someone asked me the other day, how long does it take you to paint? Like how long actual brush on canvas time? And I was like, it's probably half the time. Most of the time you're just mixing through yeah, and yeah. getting them just, all ready. Yeah, just getting those. Yeah. I've actually seen your palette and it's, it's an amazing thing to look at. Chaotic, isn't it? it? Was, yeah, there was a lot going on there. Yeah. Is that all indexed in your head when you go back to your palette? Do you kind of remember where things are and you're like, so, right there, oh. I was using that there. And well, I use Liquin as well, so Liquin, like, dries the oil paint quite fast so literally within I don't know within an hour or two it can that 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 color is completely redundant then because it's, it's just oh, dry okay. so a lot of the time I probably just need to start afresh and just keep going so how do you clean your palette do you use like a window scraper for a car pretty much I've seen, I've seen those really. yeah yeah or a, a wallpaper scraper yeah it's yeah it's like a smaller wallpaper scraper and you just sort of go through it and um, I only recently bought like this thing where it's sort of, it's almost like a Tupperware box, but for like a palette. Okay. So I only recently bought one of them and it's just changed my world. Like yeah. literally I'd put oil paints out and they dry within like a few, I would just waste paint all the time. Yeah. But now I'm like, right, put the lid on, take it off sort of thing. All right, cool. It's brilliant. I've got a half, I got a half finish. I wouldn't even say it's half finished. I got that canvas on there. Yeah, the the is it the Paul McCartney one? Was that the one? No, that, that kind of that was an experiment. I, yeah, yeah. For people watching, I did like a a Paul McCartney effort. Kind of look a bit like <laughs> look like um. Oh, what's his name? Congratulations. What's it? Congratulations. Yeah, look a bit like Cliff Richard. It did actually. 
Yeah, it looked it looked like a really old man as well in some instances. It looked good though. All right, yeah. Especially for just the draft and stuff. Like, yeah, I need to just experimenting. I need to get back at that one and just mm. like because the cut the the color there's too much color blotching rather than yeah it being a toned. Yeah, know. yeah. I get what you mean. It is mad for for me because obviously I got a day job where I'm in graphic design, so mm. doing that is something I'm struggling to find the time for at the minute. But I put a few hours into it and I start easing back into the process of it, mm. and then I have to leave it for two weeks. And then for me, it's like starting. I was going to ask, like, how do you find the the shift between? So you just try with oil paints as well. Like I've never done anything graphic design based or anything. Mm. So like with me within my market as well like that with my oil paintings it takes me like three three months to do one image whereas like with graphic design you pretty much just keep keep going on it and then yeah yeah uh, the layers um the history because it's all saved man yeah, yeah if you want to go back to a stage like a fortnight ago where you thought you was at your most progressive point yeah, yeah. before you started destroying your own artwork you can do that just by going down for the history oh yeah you can start stripping it back yeah yeah and just peeling the layers off it yeah, I or, wish I could do that or you that. can have, well, sometimes what I do when I'm doing digital art, I'll make a duplicate and leave that at the stage where I was comfortable and then edit a copy. Almost if like that a PlayStation in the game in a way. Yeah, yeah. So sort of so just to <laughs> save points and then you come back to it. Yeah, yeah, so if you've got like no lives left. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll just jump so, back to that so checkpoint. Yeah, if I start going in a wrong direction, I've yeah. got something that could, at least something that has been developed quite well to go back to. Mm. Um, did you ever see that Spider-Man? One I did. No, it oh. was based on the Nightmare of Elm Street. Yeah, it's actually, project. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that took about eight hours just to do that. Yeah. Um, looking at it now, I I should have put sixteen hours into it because mm. I'm starting to realise how lazy I got in some of the sections. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I felt I progressed quite well in that piece. But it's it's only been a few months since I've done that, and now I've already got different ideas on how I should have approached that. Yeah, yeah, and you can just sort of find evaluate. Well. Yeah, definitely, with mine, because I can't really go back and change Cause, them. Because so. sometimes you look at something you did like a few years ago and go, hell yeah, I would have done all that differently, but yeah. just a few months, you can get the same sort of feeling. Yeah, no, you? definitely. I've, I've got artwork in the studio, which is sat there, and I look at it and I'm like, wow, I've come on so much since like, mm. just building up layers mm. and building up tones. Mm. It, it's mental to see sometimes, and you're almost like, you, there's a painting there. I'm like, I might just do it again, just mm. as, with these new improved skill sets, because mm. that's all it is with like sort of painting, and it's just practice, isn't it? And uh, with, with anything, isn't it? You'll build up those skill sets. And it is. It's like your John Snow, yeah. Yeah, the John Snow one. Yeah. So those of you who are watching, there's a there's a John Snow floating around in there. I know it is, Amazon isn't Square, it? Which is one of Alex's rejects. It's got a new home now. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, tell us what happened there. <laughs> do you know what? So, so, so when I left, I, I went to the Glasgow School of Art to do my master's. And when I left, I was like, do you know, I'm just exhausted from doing any sort of university or anything like that, anything academic. Like, I was mm. exhausted of trying to meet deadlines, trying to, like, tailor my artwork to not a, not a theme in a way. Mm. I just wanted to do my own thing. So I was like, right, I'll have a little break. Mm. So I didn't pick up a paintbrush for, like, two years. No. And like I don't know what to paint at the time I was painting so with my degree I worked with like sort of a lot of like pop culture and sort of like not pop culture no, it was more sort of current themes within the world like or even around Merseyside I'd paint like sort of scallies and use with the hoods up and mm. 
and put them with subject matters which are quite sensitive, like the Women's March, almost yeah. to like juxtaposition them. Yeah. So when they were put together, would they make this new powerful image? Um, so when I started painting again, I was like, I, I can't be painting that again. Like, so who's, no. who's going to buy this? I was my mindset shifted. I need to paint something commercially. Yeah. And I think I was watching Game of Thrones at the time, and I was like, I want to do this Jon Snow painting, just to almost just to pick up a skill set, pick up the paintbrush, and just get myself back into it. Yeah. And it was yeah. It, it, it <coughs> propelled myself really well. So I was like painting every day. I was getting back in the flow. I was doing other paintings on the side. And I'm probably I'm the same as you in a way. Like I'll do one project and I'm like, oh, this is quite cool. And like, oh, like. So. Stuck in ideas. Basically, yeah. yeah. So I ended up just leaving that as it was. And still, that's, that's unfinished. Like, I don't think I'll ever finish <coughs> it. I don't think you can now. I know. Owner. I know. I don't think I don't even know where it is. I don't know who's got it. I didn't give it to Lauren, but yeah. I'm sure um, she still has it. Oh, I'm sure she still has it. Yeah, I think she does. But it just keeps knocking around. Like you just see it just in a corner. All yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. So Lauren is a resident in Make Hamilton, so um, people are aware. And Make Hamilton is a uh, um, what would you say a creative space? Creative studios, isn't it? Creative space. <coughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I don't know what to do with my paintings half the time. They're just, I've got the studio right. filled with them. That Johnson, I was so good, man. <sighs> Thank you. I mean, um, like, for you, your opinion is probably different on it, but oh my word. That's my jaw dropped seeing that. I remember when like, oh, it's in. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> God, that makes you sound awful. But like in my head, that to me, that's like, that was just coming back into doing art again. That was yeah. almost like, that was my, not a comeback piece, but it was like, right. Warm up. Practicing <laughs> new new techniques and things, so it was warm up piece. Yeah, yeah, it was a warm up piece. So yeah, it was um, it was good, and I, I found myself. I do those references or those anything like within movie references or mm. within pop culture. I'll just I'll find myself practicing with those just so they can sort of lead on to when I do stuff more not thought based in a way, but like more paintings where they've got a sort of a meaning behind them, then that's almost a stepping stone towards those. Aye, because you're, you're reaching out to an audience. Yeah. And you're portraying a, an emotion to an audience where people can relate to in some mm. instances. I find artwork like that quite powerful to myself, really. Um, just to see a piece, say, like, say, this is an old man who looks like my grandfather or something. You know, yeah, like yeah. Something that can really... Just resonate within resonate. yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I asked you a question when I was in Hamilton Square weeks ago. I said, what would you, your go-to be if you did a particular sort of piece on the regular? And you showed me one of the hoodie sort yeah, of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So remind me again why you kind of like, because there was no face in it, wasn't there? It was There's no face, yeah, yeah. So I actually came, became a little bit obsessed with like not painting faces. And my old assistant manager used to say, ah, oh, because he can't paint faces sort of thing. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it, resonated, if it stuck with me or not, but uh, um, so I originally started doing those sort of work because when I was doing my dissertation, I studied the theory of absorption and theatricality. So it's the theory that if a character's absorbed within an activity within the painting or if they're turned away from you, okay. almost like a negative portrait in a way, so you just see the back of the heads or 
you're, you're more inclined to put <coughs> that artwork and be more curious of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was turned like towards you, you can make eye contact with the, the painting. Mm-hmm. It's all psychological, but I love mm-hmm. that idea that art can do that to you. Or Yeah, yeah. So that was the idea. And I <coughs> obviously needed to like re... I had to work that into my art practice at the time. So I was like, using this theory, I thought, you know what, I'd love people to go up to something which in society is, the, is deemed as sort of unsettled. You would sort of stay clear of it. Mm-hmm. And obviously I grew up on the other side, so like you'd have all these sort of like hooded views on like street, like you'd go to the shop and you'd sort of feel intimidated walking past them. Oh, yeah. So I was like, for my undergrad, I was like, I'd love to make a piece of like a, like almost an installation where these viewers have to come into a, like a room and be surrounded by all these paintings. Aye. So that was how it all kicked off in a way. And I used like the North <coughs> jacket as sort of mm-hmm. almost to propel that mindset. Um, and that just stuck and then it sort of just continued through. And I also love the fact that with the sort of negative portraits, you can, what be the word? You can sort of, you can tell a lot from the way people hold themselves and how the posture is and yeah i've noticed your hands can be quite powerful in those yeah. images yeah even just how like the the hands especially are the held. one you're working on now yeah yeah, yeah. um so what like for that one for example and um <clears throat> how we'll have a link in the description to anyone who wants to check out alex's work yeah i'm probably just chatting and just sort of trying to describe my artwork but yeah yeah, yeah. It's, hopefully you can see it as well and hopefully it comes across that way as well um, but yeah, I just I love this idea of just not having any facial recognition as well, yeah. because it, it, it's universal then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if you can't mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. and that's why you still love all the, the hooded characters and stuff, because you don't know who's under that hood. Aye. Um, yeah. And there's a recent piece that I was doing where it was like two, it's like two sort of people embracing, and I love that idea where it's like the. <clears throat> the ambiguity of it so the, the, these two people are racing hugging there's no emotion behind it the only emotion you can see is the way they're holding each other oh, yeah. and that sort of comes across when they're sort of with the painting yeah and the um the posture of the head deep into someone's shoulder as well i've noticed is it the one with the cap I'm yeah the, one with the yeah. cap yeah yeah so that's quite deep into someone the, their forehead's right in there you know that's so. what i mean just sort so of it's, how, it's how quite you powerful it's yeah. quite powerful posture that type of hug that's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's why I got sort of absorbed with it all. I, I kind of got myself down a tangent with it and I was just obsessed with painting like these hooded characters. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it doesn't make any money there. Like, who's going to want to buy a picture of like, um, like something like that? So mm. I don't know. That's why I kind of stayed away to it and sort of ended up with all the sport related paintings. Aye. So um, let's ignore the sport for a minute. <laughs> Bypass those on. We'll speak about that in a bit. Cause, yeah. uh, if anyone's met Alex before, they've seen his t shirts at Pop Up, so we'll talk about that at the end. But I'm not a massive sports fan going that way. <laughs> um, so, what do you do for a, to warm up before you start painting? Do you have like a little ritual routine? Not really a ritual. I, um, I had these sort of, I've got this boiler suit where it's almost, <clears throat> it's not like, it's not like an outfit or anything, but when I've got that on, I feel like, right, I'm ready to wear. So as soon as that boiler suit's on. Do you feel like a Ghostbuster as well? Yeah, almost. It comes <laughs> on and I'm just like, I'm ready to go, sort of paintbrush in, in hand, sort of ready. Um, i say that was the only ritual, to be honest. Yeah. I'll probably sit down, compose myself. I'll just throw on some music, whatever I'm sort of feeling at the time. A lot of the time, it's like, 
like classical music or anything just to try and steady my hand or mm. just all sorts just to blur out like random songs mm. and that's just getting to get into that mindset I think yeah I've got you I mean I guess when I do like a digital piece it's kind of like pouring a coffee sitting down for a bit putting some music on sat on the computer for an hour before I start drawing stuff, yeah so yeah I guess that's kind I think, of my routine I think similar with the coffee is I'll make myself <coughs> a cup of tea Mm. So it's almost like as soon as that cup of tea's been made, mm. I can start working then. Mm. Which mm. is it, it's strange. As soon as it's sort of drank through, that's it. Definitely. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, we've got that's my routine, kinda like yours. But the the smell of coffee's my Is it? My just uh, that sensory of As soon as I smell the coffee's go, yeah. Big time. So I've yeah. got five of those. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love hearing people's different like routines, like I did an interview probably this time last year, I think it was, and one of the guys was like a sound editor and stuff. So he'd have a cap that he put on, and he'd always wear this cap every time he'd sort of sit down and do the, the editing. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the cap was on, that was it. It was yeah. like he was away. All right, cool. Uh, with a peak on the front, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that too. Um, I was editing some photos before you arrived earlier, and I can imagine wearing a cap can really mm. get you focused. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just almost, I don't know if it's like a, wouldn't be claustrophobic in a way, but it just sort of situates yourself within yeah. that. Stops stops pollution of anything outside the screen, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I could really understand that. Um, I've been looking you at wearing the, a cap recently now, just walking around this cap yeah, on, getting stuff yeah, done. I'll be, I'll be nailing all over. <laughs> I've seen stuff in VR you can do. Um, rather than using like a desktop, you can use VR now and you've got multiple desktops. What? Yeah. You can select the one you want and it'll come here. Yeah. And you start working on that and you push, you can, you, you know, with the things in your hands, you can just push it out the way yeah, yeah. on the desktop, yeah. That sounds very technical about for me. Work. I've been thinking about doing that. You should do, it sounds no sick. It's a work, yeah. Yeah. Like under the ocean somewhere in a submarine. Yeah, yeah. Photoshopping, yeah. Because all it's doing really is, just putting your desktop in this VR world anyway. Mm. Yeah, sounds amazing. It does. You can do sculpting now in VR, can't you? That looks mental in VR. That. And then you put it into sorts. a 3D printer and print off your sculpt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mental, the world's moving too fast. One, like, the one thing about like using Procreate on the iPad, I, I use the oil paints on there, but mm. it's nowhere, nowhere near. No. You. Yeah, it's not there at all. Even when you're trying to blend and stuff, it's not, even though you're using a brush on the canvas, it's still way more tactile than using just a pen on a piece of glass. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I like years ago when I first got into painting, in between yeah. school and college, um, I even just used to use my fingers sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just finger painting everywhere. Yeah. Do you ever do that? Hide a few fingerprints in your artwork? I do some. No, I don't. I mix paints with my fingers, so I use like my little finger and just sort of, oh, just right. to get a. Like I use, I'll, mi I'll mix a paint and pigment <laughs> together and then just you get a bit of white and then just to see what it might turn out like if it was added that white element yeah. to it. But no, I never really, not, no. If you ever left the studio with a brown finger, like... <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering why you... Too many doing. times, like, what's this? Uh. But, uh, <laughs> but now I've never, like, I think in terms of being, like, creative with what, like, materials you use, probably the most creative I've done is I used to use because obsessed with like that sort of culture as well with the hoodies mm. and so I was like I was using almost graffiti pens so I'd get clear graffiti pens put oil paint inside 
yeah. put tapes in and sort of reduce the pigment. Okay. And use the the so it was always mixing this old traditional art form with this new sort of materials. Yeah. So use the the like Posca pens and just draw out with them. Sounds amazing. It was almost like yeah, it was really like caveman drawings, but with these sort of big massive pens. Oh, that's so it. cool. So there's a big whiteboard behind me here. We're going to do some artwork at the end of the show. So yeah. I might post a picture there on the socials. Oh, God. So my friend Marty, who was on the show a while back. Yeah. Did you see that episode or hear it? No, I missed that one. Uh, Marty. So Marty is a close friend of Pete Martins, who was at Pins, the guy behind you. Yeah, yeah. So there was a pop-up in Pins in Liverpool the other weekend. So the guy behind you, Marty DJs with him sometimes. So he was on like episode two of the show. Mm. So it was his 40th birthday this week, so we all just... We'll do we'll a little 40, we'll yeah. A massive cock on there or something. That's genius. <laughs> 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 oh oh well. Yeah, so uh, you make your own canvases as well, yeah? I do, yeah, I like to be part of the whole process. So like, from start to finish, it, again, that was sort of ingrained into me in art school. Mm. Like, when I was doing my undergrad in Sheffield, you had technicians on site who could just make you yeah, be like right so I need the canvas this size hmm. 15 pounds sorted you'll get it like the next day yeah so I was used to that luxury lifestyle yeah. and then I went up to, up to Scotland and the, the Glasgow School of Art and I said oh can I have a canvas and he was like yeah you've got to go and make it and I was like, really? I, was like I don't know how to make it how'd you do that so yeah learned the process of just making my own canvases <clears> so like it almost adds that additional element of creating from start to finish you're not just creating the actual you're not yeah. just putting like paint to canvas, you're also building it, constructing it. So yeah, the tactile element goes way past the paint. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right back to the canvas creations. Definitely. <clears throat> Do you ever like pick up like a canvas now you see in like a supermarket and you're like, shoddy work. Good shit, yeah. <laughs> bit flimsy. Again, like I said before, I'm a bit of a snob. So like, it'd have to be, I don't know, it'd have to be a good quality. Even if, if I'm not saying mine a good quality or anything, but if I've not, made it myself I'd want it to be of the highest quality just because so yeah. I know that's going to be the final form of it because it'll be so, the, best, the best you ever could do in your own power then yeah basically so if I, if I mess it up then that's fine but yeah yeah I got you I was going through like a spray painting phase about three years ago yeah and I was buying the golden spray paint yeah yeah like seven like nine or ten back then I was like expensive aren't they I got a massive collection of spray paint yeah so, yeah I just look at them going, God, there's hundreds of quid, hundreds of pounds there. Just sat there, not just doing much. There, yeah. Oh, they're actually, half of them are over the water now. Oh, are they? So half of them in the art studio. I was using them the other day. <coughs> right there. I was using them. <laughs> he was using them. I mean, if you want to borrow them. No, nah, I'd joke, I wouldn't. But no, I'd love to do sort of street art as well. Like just sort of getting the sort of artwork onto the walls and do murals. Mm. I was chatting to one of the local artists uh, on the Wirral as well. She does like murals as well. So potentially maybe collaborating, but mm. I always flap it every time. I'll get it to a wall. I'm like flapping on me as well for the... For which one? For the collab we was going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can still we do still that. We still doing that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I can't remember what the collab was. It's the thing. I, mean, I, just probably, I, I say things and like, oh, it, it sounds it really was, cool. It was involved in a camera, it was. Ah, um, yeah. So still on the agenda. Yeah. Uh, I Unless you change your mind. It was with Angelo as well. I was supposed to do a collaboration with, yeah. Uh. Too many collaborations. <laughs> it's, always, it's always good there, like just to wear the artist. And that's probably one of the main things I found through, like even coming out of art school and stuff, and just trying to make it as mm. as a, as a profession in a way is just collaborate with as many people as you can, and just even if 
it doesn't directly link with your work or anything. The concepts that could create is just incredible. Right. right, here's a question for you. Hit me. Would you ever put uh, an exhibition on? Yeah, with just my, yeah, definitely. Like a huge ass exhibition. So if you set yourself a date, like you've got to pump out as many pieces as you can, like yeah. I know. That, yeah, I'd love to, to be honest. I've um, I've had exhibitions, but obviously, like it was for university, or I think I I, I was partaked in one in <coughs> Edinburgh and stuff. Hmm. But I haven't done anything in, in a while. I went to uh, Sean Webster's expedition in North Docks. Yeah, I bought one of his pieces. I've seen his work. Yeah, it's class. Very nice, but the the guy must have been awake for. Days on end, carrying that. Oh God! It, I can it, imagine. Have you been in the huge warehouse section they've got there? Yeah, was it full? It was all all no. the way around, what? and it was dotted with tables. Yeah, yeah. All the pieces of original artwork. Yeah, mate, that's incredible. That's insane. Yeah, man. yeah. He's only nineteen as well. That's just yeah. He's got that nineteen-year-old awesome. energy. He might be twenty now. Hey, Sean, if you're watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Yeah, man. But like. With me, it sort of it takes so long to do one painting, and as well, I try and do like probably my own worst enemy, it's like perfectionist in a way. So mm. it'll never really be finished, and there's always something else to do, or I'll get stuck on something, or I'll leave something half halfway through. Mm. So that'd be my downfall of creating an exhibition. But yeah. I think I could do it. Do you ever do a piece and go, oh, I couldn't sell that? Yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, who's who wants to buy this? But that's your own sort of. Mm. I think that's your own sort of mental battle in a way is like mm. oh, who's gonna buy that who wants who would buy this and in reality everyone wants to buy it yeah <laughs> yeah i'd buy all your pieces if i was minted like hey you are minted aren't you no i'm gonna buy a piece <laughs> <laughs> so i've got a lot of sport related paintings if you want to buy them yeah let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about that now yeah <laughs> so um Tell us about sport painting. Like. I'm, I'm not a fan of football myself because I'm from South Wales. Rugby's in my blood. Um, so tell us about yeah, definitely. Um, so like I mentioned before, was I never really picked up. A, I, I took a break from painting for ages <coughs> until like John Stone painting. I tried to do like a Margot Robbie one as well, mm. but just sort of didn't take off anywhere. And then during lockdown last year. I was going out into sort of doing like landscape paintings on the Wirral, just trying to pop up and just, again, just trying to get back into everything. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends, he sort of run his own sort of clothing brand at the moment with a few, a few of his mates as well. He just popped up and said, would you do me a Liverpool painting for win the league and we'll put them on t-shirts and we'll just try and sell them at match days and stuff. And I was like, football fan, but I don't really follow it that much. But I was like, yeah, I can try it out, why not? So we did this, the wait is over painting, and then they saw it and they're like, this is, this is amazing, this is going to do really well. And I was like, we should do prints of them. Yeah. So we done prints of them, we set <coughs> the bar so low with the prints, we did, again, that's my own, well, probably our own fault, it was like, who's, who, who, want, who would buy these, just as a tester. Yeah. So we set them as limited editions of 25 each, okay. A4 and A3, and they sold out within four days, and I was like, wow, this is like, amazing this is amazing yeah, yeah and the response i got from it was just incredible so then it was like right what next so we just moved up moved on to doing other paintings did the the Klopp and henderson painting and then did the everton one and mm -hmm. especially within this city as well like anything mm -hmm. like that just flies out like mm -hmm. that was the sort of mindset behind doing sort of the sport related ones what's the name of your mates clothing brands uh, it's street art ac street, street art ac yeah yeah there's another one over the water I was talking to a while back. 
can't remember what they're called. <laughs> because of a, an axe, I think. An axe? Uh, My friend Thomas used to film the podcast. Mm. Hey, Thomas. Um, he done some photography for them a while back. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Decent brand, good there's brand. A, there's a few good clothing brands on the world at the moment. I think just in general, I think a lot of people <coughs> are just trying to like, they've seen sort of success rates of, I know one of my friends has got uh, the clothing brand Catcher and that's done amazingly and sort of, you can almost see people just trying to like follow in that footsteps and it's, yeah, it's incredible to see. I love just seeing people trying to like push creativity and just push. Did yeah. you see, so at Pins, did you see the girls opposite you? Which one? So, ah, yes. Yeah. So yeah. They, they do upcycled stuff, don't they? Yeah. But obviously they rebrand it. Did you go and check that stuff out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite cool. They do blazers and dresses. Yeah, yeah. So it, they were they 11. were. What's that? Is it called Eleven? Because of B, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've chatted to him as well. I know I mean twice. But I was like, to be fair, the one on Pins on Sunday I was a bit hungover, so. I did a coffee pop up and they were next to me two weeks yeah. ago. So I can't remember the brand. It's a good brand then. If you're watching high, you're stuck yeah, in amazing. Yeah, definitely apologise. <laughs> And then Tyson was next to him, if you met Tyson. Yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I dropped a bunch of leaflets off for him, soccer With locker. Because sort of, he takes sort of old sort of retro t- football <coughs> shirts, doesn't he? Yeah, he came over and we talked about again collaborating, sort of meeting yeah. for a coffee and just see what we can do. He asked me to see if I could put some football stuff on a t-shirt. But when he spoke to me about it, I said, I know the guy you're probably worth talking to about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm doing a test order to see how it is, but um, it's screen printed. I don't think it's gonna have that contrast like yeah, you yeah. have on your t-shirts. So uh, yeah. Yeah, with ours, we get ours from like close to order. So, mm. but we are trying to move into sort of use my all local suppliers mm. just so we can physically see the thing as well. Like mm. we want, like we were saying before about the canvases, we want to try and be a part <coughs> of the process the whole way. Mm. Um, and yeah, just try and almost support local businesses as well. So yeah, I asked Tyson to get me um, a Dreamcast Arsenal one. Remember the Dreamcast yeah, Arsenal? Yeah, let me see. Yeah, I had an idea of doing, especially with the old sort of football jerseys, turn them into abstract paintings. I don't know if you've seen my the candy painting in the art studio. So it's like just completely. It's like a red square with just sort of like little sort of. Little trickles of white all over it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, yeah, that's inspired by the old like candy Liverpool retro kit. Okay. So the idea was like taking this abstract form of art, mm. but mixing it with sort of football references and. That's I think brilliant. The mindset was that so someone will look at it and think, oh, that's an, I'd be like that abstract piece of art, and then the sort of the reality of where it actually came from mm. was mm. this sort of old sort of retro football. There was so much inspiration as well. Yeah, definitely. That that Arsenal top with the Dreamcast written on the front, that was that's such an iconic T-shirt to me. I was a huge fan of the Sega Dreamcast, you see. Whenever <laughs> no, you not, saw not it. The, not the football team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why is that making like sort of like a geometric design in the shape of a Dreamcast, but it would be designed as if it was an Arsenal top? There you, there you go again. You've got another idea, Flowen. There's, um, there's a shop just over here called The Nest. Okay. Have you heard of it? think so yeah. yeah so it's directly opposite us there mm. uh, there's an artist in there I've met him once he does like geometric designs of like Game Boys master systems or consoles oh, and stuff yeah yeah so he's got a Dreamcast one over there I might have met him I think it definitely rings a bell that yeah. sort of stuff anyway 
Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's like white card, but it's got some amazing geometric sort of designs on it. I think it does ring a bell. I think I might have done a, a market store with them, mm. potentially. If not, someone else. You probably have. Um, last time I saw him, he it was at the Palm House. Not, yeah. Not this weekend, a few weekends back. Yeah. And he was there. And I asked him for the Dreamcast print, he didn't bring any. I know. It's Di- a shame. Diabolical. I know. I'll, I'll obviously order direct. Mm. Not saying not to support your local gift shops, but it's always nice to ask an artist to have a piece directly as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, minus commission then. I need to... <laughs> <laughs> I need to sort of do more sort of original paintings, I think, and try and sell them. Yeah. That's why I've sort of moved on to like the ones down here, sort of painting onto card and painting onto actual paper, because mm. it's a lot more, for one, it's, it's a bit cheaper for the customer, mm. but for anyone wanting to buy it, and also it's, it takes less time as well than mm. sort of stretching the canvases and getting them made. So, because a lot of people just want to see the authentic product, don't they? They want to actually, they might not want the prints, they want the actual commissioned work or the, the final piece. Aye, exactly. Um, do you do a card of authentication if someone bought an original of you? Yes. Because when I bought sh- uh, an original of Sean Webster, it came with a like a little a authentication. Yeah, you can get like a little stamp on it and stuff as well. Aye, I felt so special with that. Did you? I've never put, bought an original piece. No. Well, I probably have, but not an original piece where the artist mm. has. Give me a slip to authenticate. Yeah, it. yeah, it's quite nice. I know, I thought, so I've only ever, to be honest, I only sold one piece <coughs> of artwork. So it was on a, it was on, in Woodside Ferry Terminal. And this, this gentleman was walking around and he saw, he saw my stall. And he was like, it was like a hot summer's day. And he was like, I want to buy that. And I think I was, I wasn't there at the time. I think my mum was sort of running the store at the time. Mm. So he said, this, this, this man wanted to buy this piece. I told him to give you a call for what he wanted to negotiate price. So I gave him a call back. So yeah, that's how we sort of made that sale for that one. Okay, so we went cool. around to his house. He got me to sign like an authentication letter. Brilliant. Yeah, so it was it was exciting. So your mum made a couple of million commission there. She did, she? yeah, yeah. She sold <laughs> it well, I think. Um, that was just like overwhelmed with joy. I think I remember leaving his house just being like, wow, like that's just incredible. It is a good feeling, mind. Yeah. Yeah. When you sell like that original piece of artwork, because you, you know you put so much hard work and so much time into it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's a feeling you can't really describe, I think, sometimes. It is, because you put so much into it as well. Yeah, yeah. So much energy, mental power and everything. Yeah, definitely. People don't, people don't see <coughs> that. They almost on sort of social media and stuff. They might see the final product or like the little TikTok two-minute sort of 30-second snapshot of it. Mm, but mm. like the, the amount of hours that sort of go into it and dragging yourself to the studio and trying to motivate yourself, it's... I don't think I could remember selling my first original. I remember Like when it comes to like me working for myself, I guess like being paid to make my first website was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. She paid in check as well. Wow. Yeah, check. What year was that in? God, I was like 20, 15 years ago. And that just check book out. Yeah, she got she wrote it in front of me after I did the sat down spoke about what she wanted. Mm. She did did a fifty percent payment via check. That's incredible. Oh, I didn't cash it for a week because I was too lazy to go to the post office. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you were in awe of it, sitting there like every night, like wow, oh putting my your bed out. Sold something <laughs> which doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I sold a figment by a uh, yeah, yeah. which will, you know, construct into a real thing on the computer. Mm. 
So yeah, that was the first time I received a payment when I scratched the mic then by accident. The first time I received a payment for a, you know, just something I created myself. Yeah. It's incredible. When it comes to artwork, I can't remember though. I mean, selling my first piece on Etsy, that was a big deal. Was it? Yeah. Was it an original or just a little a print or anything? It was a or? print, but because it's digital art, it always is going to be a print. Yeah. That's the thing. So I think that's where the disconnect is mm. because I couldn't think of an original piece. Um, I, one, yeah, of my, one of my best mates from school moved to Australia. I gave him an original piece for free. Yeah. Um, but I was quite flattered because he took it to Australia with him. But yeah. when I speak to him now, he's still on his bedroom wall. Oh, that's amazing. So that was a portrait of Matt Davis, the lead singer of Funeral for a Friend. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Funeral for a Friend? Not a clue to no. They're a band from South Wales. Me and my mates are raving about in college, yeah. so I did a portrait of the guy. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I think I did. I'm quite like humbled. Yeah. He's got a son though, and the pictures up in his son's like crash and stuff. I think with, I, I don't know if the same with you, but like I almost gift, not gift my artwork to people, but like if I'll be doing trials or experiments, like I remember when I was at uni, I did sort of screen printing <coughs> tri experiments just of like drawings. So I just give my friends one of like the I think I did like an M M screen print mm. and mm. just give them that just straight off the bat. Um, I think I gave one of my other friends because I had like bad knee surgery at the time. He was he looked after me quite a lot, so I give him for his birthday just like one of my drawings and just got it all framed for him just like a thank you in a way. I got you. So almost like I don't know that it's not really a connection to them, but it's almost what well, I don't know what the word would be. Obviously, they're, they're valuable to me, but at the same time, I'm, I'm okay to sort of give them to someone and be like, right, you've, like, that's, mm, mm, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but. Yeah, yeah. okay, I, I guess it just, it just proves that, like, things like that are just worth more than money in some occasions. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, for Christmas, like, I'm obviously 35 now, my mum's like, oh, what do you want? Stuff I'm like, man, I'm old now. <laughs> I come and see you, we'll have a roast dinner and. I'll have a. Dreamcast Arsenal show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got an original Dreamcast console in its original box. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, um, it's, I think when you get to sort of older, you, you appreciate more like <clears throat> thoughtful gifts rather than like time put into it or like a commissioned painting or commissioned work or. Yeah. Or cash. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, my friend Ian draws doodles. Mm. He's coming on the show next week. Um, I just feel humbled every time he does a little piece and gives it to me, even yes, yeah. even if it's a picture of a cock or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where his humour is. I think that's where I give away the um, the John Snow one, which is sort of like it's in my, in my eyes. I, I I don't feel doing anything more with it, and I don't really see. I didn't see not value in it, so I thought, right, okay, I'll just give it away. Someone will appreciate it a lot more than I will. So, oh yeah, it's gonna be on someone's living room wall. Oh no, you're fuming. I didn't give it to you. <coughs> yeah, I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do you another one. It's amazing. Um, I got a photo of it somewhere. So yeah, yeah. I'll try. We'll try and overlay it somewhere in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. I know it'd be good to have like a bit of context with stuff as well, just like. But um. But I'll put a direct link 
below to it for anyone because we spoke so much about Johnson, the John Snow picture. The John Snow People picture. People need to see it's not even finished Snow. as well. And it's literally just lying in, in the studio <laughs> on the floor somewhere. <laughs> it has been on the floor. It's been on the wall, the floor, the table. It's been everywhere. It's been it gets around, John. bent over the table somewhere, like, you know, it's been yeah. everywhere. <laughs> literally. All right, cool. So tell us about what's going to, like, I. Tell us about what's going to happen going forward now with your art career. What's your ideas? That's a big question. I don't know. I think going forwards, so everything that I'm doing now is almost it's almost like bricklaying the the next steps to to push the artwork. So I've got to start a new job, which right. didn't work weekends. Plus, so that would leave weekends free to do my market stores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that consumes a little bit more more time, but I think the next next sort of steps is just keep pushing the artwork in a way, and just keep doing more paintings, Aye. do bit like paintings of different things, and just sort of branch out market wise. Have you looked at stockists? Which stockists? What's that? Putting your like t-shirts in shops. And stuff. Oh yeah, hopefully anyway. So we've tried to reach out to like Mayors Made and stuff, and just like ones. But nothing really came back at the time, so no. I think I do need to sort of push it a little bit further. And <clears throat> it's just so time-consuming, isn't it? Like when I when I reached out to Mercy, made via the coffee, had an mm. instant response, basically. Okay, maybe I just need to re 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 go again and just try and just go straight in there and have yeah, a yeah, just what what wait in with it and just pop it on the table. <laughs> like right, here we go. Yeah, do you know Jess Slack, the artist in there? No, I don't think so. Um, there's a big mural opposite the Hilton, just on top of like where the big green steps are. Yeah. She did that, and there's one in L1. Uh, there's a Christmas theme. Oh, I think I might have seen the L1 one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, she's the girl to talk to in there. Oh, okay. Um, I'll pop in. But yeah, that that's definitely <coughs> the next steps is because when I'm doing my market stores, it's it's obviously quite time consuming. So it's it's pretty much stood on this. You're almost trying to sell yourself in a way. Yeah. So like. If I can sort of get it in a store just to try and sell through, <coughs> that'd be so much easier. And mm. it would leave me more time to actually get do the paintings. Mm. Have you have you listed any products on Etsy? Yeah, I made this well, I made another sale the other day on Etsy. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a bit of a thing with Etsy that I was human with them. I so. made my first sale on Etsy, like you mentioned before. And they like cancelled my account as soon as the sale went through. Because copyright infringement no it wasn't to do with copyright or anything they were doing spot checks on accounts so they just closed my account down and I was like hey like you owe me 45 pounds for the print please did they not tell you any they, at the time they just said we were, we can't we can't disclose any information of why the account's been closed and I was like well that mm. doesn't help me so then I kept pestering them and they said oh it was just a random spot check because I asked how do I avoid this in the future and yeah it was, yeah, it was fuming with them. So I kind of like almost tried to strip my stuff off Etsy, but I managed to make a sale on it the other it's day. It's strange. I've got a lot of Star yeah. Wars related stuff on mine. Have you? Um, yeah. I'd love to do more Star Wars stuff. Hmm? I'd love to do more Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah, you've got the Mandalorian over there. Yeah, yeah. Is that finished yet? No. no. It's brilliant, though. I know. It, it, I, I love it, to be fair, but. It's huge. It's, it's, it's massive. taller than a human. See, I have these sort of like massive picture. I know it. It probably is sort of like this height, isn't it? Aye. It's um, probably like the ceiling or the window frame in here. I have this little brainwave where I'm like, right, I want to do something big or like go, like, go large, and then I'll do it, and I realise, oh, this is quite time-consuming, <laughs> and I just won't, won't won't pick it up and won't finish it. Yeah, it's always the way. But I did. I did a Mandalorian in Procreate. It took about two and a half hours. Yeah. 
Have I show, showed you that one? No, I don't think you have. No, I'll show you after it. Yeah. If anyone wants to see my stuff, you know how to find it anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it took about two and a half hours on my Mandalorian. It's only from a torso up though. Such a good show. Yeah. Oh, it is. The next series out next year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. They they did. Did they do a spin off as well for Boba? Didn't they? Yeah, the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. that's like, glass. That's gonna be like a nine episode one off. Mm. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. But yeah, I'd love to do just. I think next steps as well with that sort of stuff is just trying different things, trying different avenues. Mm. It's almost like try to set up sort of best-selling products within this with within my sort of prints and the t-shirts. Mm. So they should hopefully just sort of sell themselves now and then mm. I can branch out into other avenues like someone was saying about Formula One the other day <coughs> and just just different things like that. Yeah, yeah. Split testing. Yeah, yeah. basically. Well, but, what I've done, I do a number of low ball priced items mm. which you can stock and it's, it's not too heavy on your own wallet. And then from having a diverse range then you can see which is going and you'll find that nothing sells you'll find that this one sells all the time and you can't work out why this one sells yeah you know what I mean it's like the stickers I sell on Etsy because I go like different Star Wars ones and then I've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer stickers mm. too so yeah but if I if I look at the the metrics I got one that sells every day mm. on the dime which sells every day and I got ones to sell every other day I got ones to sell once a month then. yeah yeah so big pile of like stickers here and then I got like Just ones that I yeah, yeah. need to restock all the time yeah. so yeah I tried some split testing and that's, that's probably a good way of doing it because I, I got my finger in all sorts of pies me like my mates always say how, how do you manage to make a few bob and it's like you've got to invest in yourself mm. and you financially have to do it to get stock if you want to do that yeah, yeah. but don't blow all your money on too much stock of one kind trying that's what I'm learning yeah. at the moment. So obviously, I used to work in retail and stuff, so I had an idea of like stock inventory and stuff and <clears> what to keep. Because you bargain bin the stuff that doesn't go around. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, exactly yeah. true actually. And then, so I'm just learning basically how to to almost run a business. Like, yeah. although it's something I enjoy doing the painting, the artwork. Technically, it is a business at the end of the day. Like, yeah, it is. I'm trying to learn how to sort of micromanage myself and. That's, that's, yeah, but that's the rewarding part about it, it's making mm. the sales. It's not essentially making the money, it's making that yeah, yeah. connection with someone you've never met before. Oh, that's incredible yeah. sometimes. So the money is just a byproduct of yeah, yeah. making right. it happen, yeah. So like on the stores and stuff, when people come up there and they say, like, oh, that's amazing, that, that for me works a lot more than the actual, the money itself, mm -hmm. because someone's actually like, see, looked, see my work and thought, you know what, that's like, yeah, yeah. I did my first pop-up three weeks ago, two weeks ago, for the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Just the coffee only, so I did that in Slater Street in my mate's bar, mm. Spanish caravan. I did so well, man. Did you? Yeah, it was yes. It was only from 12 till 4, so only yeah. like 4 hours. The first hour and a half, dead quiet. Yeah. And then for the last, like, two and a half hours, every person who walked past me bought mm. a bag of coffee. Yeah, yeah. You know That's I mean? amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's I just spoke to them. I didn't even tell them what I was selling. You just go, hey, how are you doing? What are you up to? What brings you in here today? The same concept of mine yeah. is... And then what they start asking you questions then. Yeah, yeah. You just chat to them. Anyone walks past, how's your day going? 
Like uh, so with working retail, like customer service, that's what you do. You, you, you're not trying to sell them. Well, in my old job, we weren't trying to sell them stuff. The idea was sort of you learn about them and sort of find out what they want mm. to tailor their needs in a way. So it's the same sort of concept. It's yeah. Just ask them how the day is going. They then feel comfortable talking to you and be like, "Wow, these are really cool. Like, what what do you do?" Yeah. And then you can be like, "Right, there's that, that's that price. That's this." And uh, and then that's where the, the magic happens, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I remember the one guy who just didn't like coffee. Oh, like, really? It smells nice, but I don't drink it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and he was like, "Oh, my son loves it though." It's like, oh, Christmas, Christmas coming soon, mate. Oh, get used to top salesman over here. Yeah, grog bags straight away, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Hot chocolate there for £2.50 as well, if you want to go on ground for the missus. Little wheelie there you go, wheelie. Isn't it? That's how it happens, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I used to sell gas and leather electric back in the day, back in South Wales. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was, like, in my late teens. Yeah. There's barely any economy down there, so mm. you, you have to learn. You have to learn the customer quick and learn to respect them yeah. and learn to show them what you got in a, in a very respectful yeah, yeah. way. Because they used to say, if they say no three times, mm. then don't bother. Yeah. I, used to say, I used to be like, no, if they say no once, yeah. you don't just, bother. Just leave them, yeah, yeah. There's no point pestering. I don't like this hard call sale shit. Like. I, um, I, I, to <clears> be honest, I just love chatting to people and just love chatting about like the artwork with them and I found it difficult. I did a store a few weeks ago and it was quite noisy. I couldn't actually engage with, with the person I was talking to mm. and just tell them about it. And yeah, I found that difficult as well at the, so we're in the cathedral, the Anglican, uh, the Anglican Cathedral next weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, that almost, it's so busy. It's such an amazing market stall. Mm. But it's almost too busy because you can't chat to everyone. You can't, you can't yeah. sort of, I have people queuing just to come and speak to me. Yeah. And yeah, it was just incredible. That would have so well. Do you ever go mates visit you and you're like, mate, I can't talk? No. Yeah, literally. And you just. Loads of people here. We'll be chatting here and I could see like someone's eyeing up the artwork here. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me a minute, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's amazing to see people come down and just support me as well, anyway, just to see. It's brilliant. See the artwork and just to see how I'm doing as well. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, guys, make sure you check out Alex's work. There's, all the links will be in the description below. Follow him on Instagram. He posts every day, pretty much. He's yeah. in the bag like that. But yeah, thanks for coming on, no, mate. Thank you so much really for having me. Really appreciate this. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you having me on. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, man.